Welcome to the weekly podcast from Foursquare Gospel Church Abako, a vibrant growing church in Lagos, Nigeria. And Jesus paved the way for us. Hallelujah. I would like to thank our daddy for this great opportunity. Do every time I'm standing here, it is really a sacrifice. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I will also say thank you for coming to church. Please clap your hands for yourself. It's really a sacrifice. I know that a lot of people didn't sleep at home yesterday. It was really a big sacrifice. But you are here this morning. Anyways, clap your hands for yourselves. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to come and learn at your feet. We are grateful for this opportunity. Sweet Holy Spirit, I ask that you will speak your word to your people. I do not know what to say. I have come unto you and ask that you will anoint this tongue and let your people be blessed in the name of Jesus. Father, as you are sharing the blessing, all the glory will go to you and I'll be satisfied with the blessing in the name of Jesus. I hide myself behind the cross and I ask that Jesus take the will in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. The topic I'm going to be sharing this morning, the truth is that I struggled a lot with, this, with different topics. You know it's a season of sacrifice and it's a season of celebration. Jesus brought the celebration and so many things. But eventually, we'll be settling with what sacrifice are you bringing to the altar? Praise the Lord. What sacrifice are you bringing to the altar? Our text is taken from John chapter 10, 17 to 18. Please, media, help me with King James because I, am, I will be talking a lot about another version, which is the Passion Translation. I'm not sure we have it. If we do, it will help us. But if not, please help with the King, King James Version. Our text is taken from John chapter 10. 17 and 18. I said the topic is, what sacrifice are you bringing to the altar? John chapter 10, verse 17 to 18. I read King James Version. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. 18. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. I will read the Passion Translation. It says, the father has intense love for me because I freely give my own life to raise it up again. I surrender my own life, and no one has the power to take my life from me. I have the authority to lay it down, and the power to take it back again. This is the destiny my father has set before me. Praise the Lord. The God we serve is the God of The one that has called us from light into the darkness. He saw everything that was going on and he decided, I am going to help humanity. The God we serve, like I said, is the God that is always going and doing things out of the norm. If you look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 to 3, please can I have it? Genesis chapter 1, 
2 and 3. The Bible says the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The next one. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. The Bible says the earth was without form and darkness was upon the deep. Everything was in a chaotic state and things were not stable. And the word of God told us the spirit of God overed on the face of the water. He was not obliged to do that. The spirit of God was aware that if nothing was done, it was really a hopeless situation. I don't know where you are in your life presently. I don't know what state you are, your work, your family. The Spirit of God is going to brood on your situation this morning in the name of Jesus. And the Word of God will come forth. When the Spirit of God found out that this was just a state where it is chaotic and nothing could be done. And the Spirit of God was aware that if I don't do this, I don't take this step, then it is possible that God may not speak. If you look at it, it was after the Spirit of God brooded. The Bible says he moved over the face of the water. If you understand what the word brood is, he took extra work. The Holy Spirit made that sacrifice. He was aware they were all in, the, in that place and they understood what was going on. He knew that if I don't do this, then it may be difficult for the Father to take a step. And the Spirit of God paid that sacrifice at that time. And the Bible told us that God spoke and there was light. It took an extra walk from the Spirit of God to brood over it, to over over it, and he moved over it. And because he did that, he wasn't obliged to do it. It was not something he could do. But he saw the state, and he was ready to help man, and he make a move. I pray for you this morning that the Lord himself will help you this morning. Everything that is unstable in your life, everything that looks like chaotic and unstable, I pray this morning that the Spirit of the Lord will brood on it and then the Word of God will come forth in the name of Jesus. Because of what the Spirit of God did, the Father was moved to do something. And after he created everything, he created man. He went ahead, he breathed into man, and then he committed everything into the hands of, the, of, of man. He gave you, he gave I, the opportunity to enjoy being called God. The Bible calls us God. Even though he, he shouldn't have done that, nobody will compel. He wasn't compelled to do it. But he went ahead and he gave the sacrifice. If you look at what, what we read in the scripture, I'm sure David couldn't wrap his head around this. And then in Psalm 13, I think Psalm, 13, Psalm 8 verse 4, the Bible says, David asked, what is man? That is to tell you that we are precious in the hands of the Lord. God sees you and I as precious things, and then he was willing to give everything for you and I to be. Psalm 8, verse 4. The Bible says, What is man that thou art mindful of? And the son of man that you visit him. Another version says, 
Compared to all this cosmic glory, why will you bother with mortal man or be infatuated with Adam's son? Yet you honor him as man, created only a little lower than the Elohim. Praise the Lord. This morning, like I said, I said we'll be discussing what sacrifice are you bringing to the table. Sacrifice is the act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as much more important or worthy. I'll take that again. Sacrifice is regarded as giving up, is an act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. The process of sacrifice is painful. It wasn't easy. If you read your scripture very well, they told us that Jesus wept. While he was trying to go to that cross, they told us, the Bible says, the water that was coming from his body was as thick as blood. The process is painful, but it is gainful at the end of the day. It is not an easy task, yet it is the key that unlocks many gates of deliverances and blessing. Being sacrificial or giving sacrifice, it is the secret to supernatural breakthrough. Jesus understood this. He went ahead. From our, from our text, the Bible says nobody forced him to do it. He said, I lay down my life. If you look at Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, 15. Philippians 2, 5 to 11, sorry. And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as a supreme price. Instead, he emptied himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example, even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to his name in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord, bringing glory and honor to the Father. My beloved, just like you have listened to everything I've taught you in the past, I am asking you now, keep following his footsteps. Jesus understood that the only way, the only way you and I can, can come back to the state in which God had it in mind will be to make sacrifice. 
And after doing that, the Bible says God gave him a name that is above any name. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. He understood that if you and I will have access back to the Father, the ultimate sacrifice of death must be paid. And you know one thing about giving sacrifice, bringing sacrifice to the altar, there is no vessel that is used by God that is discarded. Eventually, you will go, you're going to be blessed. The question I have, and I'm posing before you this morning, is what sacrifice are you bringing to the altar? What are you willing to lay down to experience what you are believing God for? What are you willing to lay down to experience an everlasting blessing? Jesus paid his own price. This is the season of sacrifice. What are those things you are still holding on to? There is nobody in the scripture, in the history of man, that has become an impact or that has done one thing or the other without making sacrifices. If you search through the scriptures from every man, every woman who impacted the world and beyond, every one of them make it, make, that made a mark, they gave up something. I would like us to know that the life of a believer is the life of sacrifice. It does not come easy. Jesus said, if you will follow me, you must carry your cross. It is not an easy road. John chapter 10, our text said so. The Bible says, Jesus said, I lay down my life. Nobody compel me to do it. I am making the sacrifice willingly. Jesus deliberately laid his life down so that you and I can celebrate. We are here today celebrating Christmas and enjoying a fulfilled life. It is because a sacrifice was made. Somebody said, you cannot get blessed beyond your commitments. If you don't sow, you can't reap. The Bible says, as long as the earth remains, seed, seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. You cannot get blessed beyond your commitment. If your generation after you must enjoy the blessings, like the Bible says, they said they look at the woman and they call her blessed. If they will call you blessed, then there must be something you are bringing to the altar of the cross. There are things you will have to deny yourself of. What is in your hands? What are those things you are clinging to? The Bible told us that Jesus left it his glory. He, this man is God. He is the son of God. He has the power, but he didn't touch it. He wasn't thinking about it, not saying it is the same thing. Why would I go and do it? The Bible says he humbled himself because of the glory ahead. If we must enjoy what Jesus has done, if the generation after you must enjoy the benefit of what Christ has done, then you have, a, you have a role to play. Somebody paid the price and you are here today. What are you bringing to the altar of the cross? 
No one has ever been remembered for what they receive. If you look around you, if you have somebody that is always collecting, enjoy it for me, enjoy it for me. I'm sure over time you get pissed off with the person. They said you are remembered for what you give. It is a season of sacrifice. What are you bringing for heavens to bless? What are you bringing for generations to look at? How many of us are making up our minds at this time that I'm going to wake up and brood over my children? I am going to wake up and hover the church of God. I am going to wake up and make this and that sacrifices. And I know as you make up your mind as we go into the new year, the Lord will do what he's supposed to do and there will be results in the name of Jesus. If we will do and experience what Jesus has experienced, because he told us greater works than he has done, then we will do greater than Jesus has done. You will have to sacrifice like Jesus did with his life. We have said that over time. You will have to make sacrifice like Joseph did with his life. The Bible told us in Genesis chapter 37 verse 7 to 9, Joseph was in a strange land. He had opportunity. He was serving. He didn't even do anything. But there's a passage I love so much. Please put up Genesis chapter 3 verse 7 to 9. He sacrificed his comfort. He sacrificed his emotion. He sacrificed things so that the people in Egypt, the people that were in Egypt or in Israel at that time, generation could be preserved. He wasn't looking at himself at that time. He wasn't only thinking about himself and saying, maybe I did not do anything. I only dreamt and they brought me to this particular place. My question to you once again, is what are you bringing to the altar that generation can call you blessed? Genesis chapter 37, 7 to 9. This is the story of Joseph. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. No, I said Genesis chapter 39, 7 to 9, sorry. Genesis chapter 39, 7 to 9. And it came to pass after these things that the master's wives... The master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, lie with me. Go on. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hands. Go on. There is no one greater in the house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you. Because you are his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against the Lord? He had opportunity. How many opportunities have come your way? And you say, please, let's just chop and clean mouth. For every sacrifice we bring, for every time we stand for Christ, there's always a reward. What are you bringing to the altar? He didn't see it as opportunity. He did not see it as, let me just enjoy myself for now. If you read your Bible well, you will realize at the end of the day, when the Israelites got to, when he met the brothers, he told them, God did this. He preserved me. He preserved me and he used the, what I went through to preserve generation. What are the sacrifices you are supposed to make? What are those things you are supposed to drop at the altar? 
bring them as a living sacrifice. What are those things that are in your hand that you are supposed to have dropped a long time ago? And tell the Lord, this is it, I lay it down. If you must go beyond this, if your house and your generation must experience what those of old have experienced, if Nigeria will be a better place, there are sacrifices you and I will make. Praise the Lord. The Bible talks about Abraham. After he waited for a long time, God told him, please, can you just take that son that you love? Go and read that scripture. Jesus mentioned it. That son, that only son that you love. What is that thing in your hand that you are holding up, you are holding on to? Holding on to, and it looks like it's a big deal. God is asking you, as I'm speaking, as I'm talking to you, because the Holy Spirit is here, it will begin to prick your heart. It is the season of sacrifice. If we must enjoy 2022, there are things you must bring to the table. It does not work like that. Jesus told them when they brought people to the disciples and say, please heal these ones. And they couldn't. They came back. Jesus laughed and then he healed them. He told the disciples, when the disciples asked him, why couldn't we do this? He said, except through fasting and praying. That means there are certain things that goes beyond the normal norm. If Jesus could make sacrifice, if Abraham could do it, today we all sing Abraham blessings are mine. They did something that poured the heart of God, that brought down the hands of God. What are you bringing to the altar that the Lord will look back on and then look? Solomon did a wonderful thing. The Bible says he brought sacrifice. Nobody has ever done it. And God asked him, what do you want? What are you going to sacrifice? If 2022 will be a better year, if it is going to be better than what you have experienced, if it is going to be better than what you and I have experienced, what you are believing God for, what are you bringing to the altar? The Bible told us that it took Anna a long time to give birth. When she was tired, she went to the altar and she told the Lord, I'm going to drop this for you. What are you going to drop for generation to call you blessed? Praise the Lord. Sacrifice is taking a lot. It is a painful season. The Bible told us in Psalm 126, five, 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 verse 5 and 6, those who sow in tears will reap in joy. It is not an easy thing. There are benefits we enjoy from giving sacrifices. When you have learned to lay at the altar those things before the Lord, <laughs> There are benefits to it. The Bible told us in Psalm 50 verse 5. The Lord makes everlasting covenant. He did it for Jesus. He did it for Abraham. He did it in the life of Ruth. If you look at that scripture, if you are somebody that knows how to come by the altar and drop it and make sacrifices, your sacrifice can come in any way. It could be your money. It could be your possession. They are not easy. David said, I won't give anything that does not cost me anything. Sacrifice brings covenant, everlasting covenant. After God told Abraham, go and, do, go and do that for the son. And then he was able to pass the test. The Bible told us, Jesus, 
God himself made a sacrifice for him, with him. Praise the Lord. When you have learned to bring at the altar sacrifices, curses can be averted. Genesis chapter 8 verse 20 to 21. This is the story of Noah. It was at a time where God was angry and he said, I was going to, I'm going to destroy everything. And he did. And the Bible told us in that passage that the man, Noah, made a sacrifice unto the Lord. And the Lord came forth and said, henceforth, I will not destroy the earth with water. If you must go beyond now, if your generation must enjoy what is in you, then there are prizes to be paid. It does not work like that. It doesn't just come at her to your laps like that and then you believe God and it is. Yes, there are groanings she will do. There are broodings she will do. There are prayers that will go forth. There are money and treasure that you will let go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Through sacrifice, you can enjoy supernatural turnaround. This can be found in 1 Kings chapter 17, 8 to 16. This is the story of the widow of the Zarephath. I am rushing this because of our time. This is the story of the widow of Zarephath. She didn't have anything. Don't get to a point and say, what am I going to give? What can I give? I do not have anything. The woman said so the same thing. She said that same thing. But the Bible says, said, accept this little thing. Nobody is without anything. This was one of the things we heard on Wednesday. You have something that you can present to the Lord. Except you want it to just be like that. Except you just want to come and then go. Go and read your scriptures. If you must go beyond now. If, you, if people around you must enjoy the benefit of what, was, what is being in you. Then you must bring sacrifice to the altar. It could be your sacrifice. The sacrifice of your money. It could be as little as food. It could be as little as those things you think they do not matter. <laughs> but it must cost you something. Today, we call the name of Jesus. His life, it, it cost Jesus' life. It cost Abraham leaving his comfort zone. The Bible says Jesus, God told him, leave your father and your mother. Leave those familiar terrain. Leave those friends. I need you to come either. That was what God told Moses. Leave those things that you are familiar with. I will indulge you as you go home. Go and ask the Lord. What would you have me bring at this season? I am tired of where I am. There must be something. We can't be Christians that all we do is collect. Go and look at a water that is constantly collecting. It is thinking, it is stagnant. There is always a blessing at the end of the tunnel. In conclusion, as we celebrate and enjoy the sacrifice that Jesus made, 
Like I said, reading you through the scriptures, people gave their lives. And we look at them today, we pray it. Jesus gave his life. Abraham gave possession. He was deprived of so many things. Jesus is asking us, what are you bringing to the altar? And this starts with your life. Your life is the first sacrifice the Lord is asking for. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus, you have not started. And if you are here, you have given your life to Jesus and you have collected it back. A lot of times we give it and we take it back. Then it is time to bring it at the altar of the, of the cross and tell the Lord, here I am. It's a good thing we are not in 2022 yet. It is a time to come and drop them at the feet of the cross. And if you are here this morning, there are so many things you are holding on to. You have your talents. You have your money. You have so many things you can lay down at the altar. Know this. If you don't give, you can't receive. I said it earlier. You can never get blessed beyond your commitment. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, maybe the sacrifice you are still holding back to give unto the Lord is the solution to the problem. It is time to rise up and bring our old altar like every other person. So that as we read the scriptures in this season and as we read on, other people coming after us can read us and go and run with the sacrifice we've made. And they are encouraged that we don't do this in vain. Another greatest sacrifice that you need to do is strive to get to heaven. The Bible said it in Luke chapter 13, verse 24. Go and read that scriptures and read every other version. It says strive. Very soon, Jesus will come. Jesus is going to come. And the greatest one is that you make heaven. What sacrifice? Are you bringing at this season? I would like us to close our eyes and begin to talk to the Lord. You are here and the Holy Spirit has spoken to you. You know those things you are holding on to God with. You are still holding back. Some of us, we are giving talent, we are not using it. Our services are not, bring, are not being, we have not brought it before the Lord. Our money is our money. It is not the Lord. Our time is still our time. Our possession is still our possession. What are you bringing before the Lord? What will generation look back? It is not enough to fast and pray. Those things are good. But sacrifice goes a long way. Before the Bible says we will call the name of Jesus, at the mention of the name of Jesus, there were things he did. What are you laying down? to receive what you are, what you want. What will generation remember you for? What will the church remember you for? What will heaven remember you for? What is the sacrifice? Tell the Lord. Father, I'm bringing them at, the, at your feet. There is nothing we have that we have not been given. Lord, here I am. I am presenting this sacrifice. You know them. I know them. You know those things you are holding tight onto. You know those things that, is, that might debar you from getting blessed in 2022. Is it your pride? 
Is it your money? Is it your, is it your nonchalance to the work of the Lord? Is it, is it your, the way you talk? Is it your attitude? Bring it before the Lord. Lord, I am surrendering this. This is what I am bringing. When, say, when Anna was, was tired, she brought something by the halter. <laughs> and that was when the prayer was answered. Even God, our Father, made a sacrifice. What are you going to make? Open your mouth and talk to the Lord. by the exposition of the Word of God. Remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. 